Hello, everyone. This is Pendy. And this is Paul, also known as Eastex Twitch. This is a Slime Time podcast spinoff called Die Another Day, and we're here to bring you a special roundtable discussion discussing this manga series. Why did you name this new podcast spinoff Die Another Day? A big James Bond fan, are you? Eh, somewhat. Plus, I figured James Bond titles were ripe for die puns. Oh, no. There's more? Well, of course there's more. No time to die. Live and let die. Golden die. The die who loved me. The die with the golden gun. For your dies only. Uh, I knew I shouldn't have asked. As you folks at home have probably already guessed, we've brought a couple of guests in for this roundtable discussion. Yes. Once again, we have Barurian. Hello, hello. And Os Nerevar. Howdy. To help us out today. I was, I was actually hoping you were going to say, says hi again. Reading uh, yeah, I, I, I thought about it, but I don't want to repeat myself. Got to break new ground. We'll break things down by each major section of the Dragon Quest, the Adventure of Die manga. This second episode will cover the last half of the first volume of the book. Let's get right into it, since dies are not always forever. Oh, my brain. <laughs> so we're going to start out with the tale of the spectacled dragon, which is going to be uh, page 167 through 186. At least where pages actually show up in the book, as we discussed last episode, where they're sometimes there and sometimes not. But uh, in this chapter, Dai continues his training with the Avon-style sword technique. To give Dai an even greater challenge, Avon turns himself into a mighty spectacled dragon. So what you guys think of this one? I'm sorry, but do you guys ever smell books? This book smells so good. It really does. Just just really get your nose in there. <laughs> the first thing I did. Okay, now we can talk about the chapter. Um, I, I licked like, my book. I, I do like that Di got really good at slicing rocks in half, because uh, he sliced a lot of rocks in half. <laughs> it's mandatory training for any shonen hero. Uh, absolutely. Either that or pulling boulders over long distances. Those yeah. rocks had it coming. Yeah, is this supposed to uh, like signal that he's learned abilities? Because uh, he's got... a He's saying of Yvonne's sword or style sword technique, Earth Slash. Are those like his abilities, or did they have abilities when this manga was first written in the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's Yvonne's different uh, sword techniques that he has. Yeah. He's got the Earth Earth Slash and the Wave Slash, and and the eventually it builds up to like to put them all together. And then you got Avon Strash. Right. But oh, are you talking about like in the games and stuff? Well, yeah, I was I was wondering if it was like a parallel to the games. Um, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Like those those because uh, I remember talking about this, but because uh, later on there's like a flame slash. I won't give uh, give away too much because it's later on in the in the chapters. But um, yeah, that's that's something that didn't really show up in Dragon Quest until I think like six. Where we actually had like a flame slash, where we had like the magic and the sword techniques kind of yeah put together. I know the monsters in five, some some of them had abilities instead of spells, mm-hmm. um, but I I don't think they were before that. And this would have been this would have been around when four came out, I think. So yeah, it was after three, and then I think I want to say four came out like in some somewhere in the manga's run, and sometime after the. Uh, the first anime aired, I think, but right around that time. Right. If you say so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, after the uh, after cutting rocks, we have a nice little scene where uh, Avon gets to show off his cooking skills, which I, I thought was cute. He's apparently really good at cooking, too, and he enjoys it. Yeah. Also, I like that Pop is still hiding out, not participating in the training. <laughs> and Yvonne is completely aware of it, too, because like at the end of it, he's like, hey, Pop, I know you're there. Can you help me out with uh, with Dai and bring him in? He's like, oh, my God. Yeah, so after after um, um, Dai masters the Earth Slash, and he's just like, I just want to learn your Avon Strash. And it's like, little steps, Grasshopper, little steps. <laughs> and then, you know, he does the... The Goku thing of he passes out, eats a big meal, and then they get to training on the next day. But I, I like that he's like 
basically Avon is like, if you don't master this next thing, you'll just die. Yeah, that was funny. Die, die will die. <laughs> they said the name. They said the name. They did. They said the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love this. I love this uh, Dragon Ball stuff. This whole whole shonen battle training to get you know it's just uh that's that's definitely tugs on my nostalgia string and what i thought was interesting was when he uh cast when avon cast puff and he turns into a dragon so he's like you know he's got he's still got his little glasses on and, and stuff like that <laughs> that was a nice touch <laughs> and, oh, yeah. And, yeah. and what i thought was interesting is that like if you you guys are familiar with uh dragon quest 11 and the professorsaurus yeah yeah i i'm wondering if like when they made dragon quest 11 and came up with that enemy because I'm, I'm pretty sure that's where it first appeared i'm wondering if that was inspired by avon as a dragon they're like oh you know let's make the dragon this professorsaurus kind of look like avon the dragon i would not be surprised because their dragon quest games can get pretty self-referential about themselves yeah yeah they do that a lot yeah i can see it a little bit but, you know, I mean, maybe it's just because it's they're both dragons that have glasses and I'm just being a glassist. I don't know. <laughs> All dragons with glasses do look alike. <laughs> Though I do like that when he does cast it. Um, uh, gosh, what's the lump wizard's name again? Grandpa. Grandpa, Grandpa Brass. Yeah, Grandpa Brass. That was it. He's just like, oh, my God. I thought that spell was just a myth. <laughs> oh, oh, and then, like, my favorite part is... Uh, uh, probably one of my favorite parts in the whole book is when Gomechan uh, freaks out and he goes to get Pop to you know come help and and help out and be like uh, tell him like oh my god this is happening and he he like uh, he turns himself into like a little Avon face and like a little dragon and it's it's yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good yeah yeah that's hilarious <laughs> and, and the Avon face looks like a, like a five year old drew it which is, I know yeah <laughs> you got the curls right though yeah. <laughs> Carls are better than the chin. <laughs> it's nice that he's able to communicate somehow. It reminds me of like when Courage, the cowardly dog, would try to talk to Muriel, and that's basically uh-huh. what he would do. Oh. Yeah, exactly. That's fun. And then, and then after that, you've got uh, Die <coughs> whipping out the wave slash, and they try and make it all kind of like concentrating and slow motion and all that. But that's the end of the chapter when he does. Oh, when he charges. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. He charges the attack, and like Grandpa and and Pop come in, and they're just like, "No!" What a fun cliffhanger! Yeah, yeah. All right, Paul, take us into the next one. Next, we have the tale of the Dark Lord's appearance from pages 187 to 206 in the book. So the story here begins with Dark Lord Hadlar murdering a pair of hapless fishermen. I always feel sorry for them. Then we return to the cave to see Die defeating Avan in his dragon form by wave slashing his nose. Pop chastises Avon for putting Dai in danger. He's really mad. Then Avon, Dai, and Brass sense a powerful evil coming, and the chapter ends with Hadlar arriving through the roof of the cave. Hadler. Hadlar. 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 Yeah. No. Uh, Pendy likes to say Hadler. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I, I I love to mispronounce all the names. But yeah, it is. Dark it's Lord Had- Hadler. Hadlar. Hadlar. Yeah. So when Hadlar first attacks the fishermen, they've got these really cartoonish faces. Like um, the one of them looks like he might be a racist caricature. I'm not really sure. Maybe they're just picking. I don't know if they're picking on like indigenous Japanese or something. Or oh, you that know, might be it. Are they just bumpkins? Yeah, I, 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 I err on the side of they're just like country bumpkins, so they're drawn yeah. very slovenly and very, you know, not smart, you know. I thought it was a bell sprout. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it could just be the country bumpkin thing. It's like, you know, with Japan, there's often a little um, 
you know, racism will slip into the art sometimes, but and we have to remember that this was drawn what the early '90s, late '80s, something like that. 1989 is what yeah. the book says. '89. Yep. Yeah. So you got to remember, it's a product of its time. That is true. But yeah, I always feel sorry for those two guys because he just annihilates them. Like nothing is left of their boat after he blasts them. Yeah, they had no chance. But would he have noticed them if they hadn't freaked out a little bit? If they'd just been quiet, might he have not observed them? I wonder. Yeah, yeah. Probably not. He probably would have just kept on his merry way. But, you know, their um, their unintended interference bought, I guess, Avon and die's training session a little bit of time because when we get over to them we get to see die quote unquote defeating uh avon by slicing him in the nose <laughs> with the wave slash because avon didn't think he'd be able to do it and it's we basically... get a we get a nice comedic scene with it too yeah it's basically like he got a uh, a paper cut on his nostril and it, it hurts him so bad like oh my god yeah it is really amusing and then he wears a band-aid for the rest of it doesn't he yeah. <laughs> yes. Looking rather uncool. <laughs> so then Hadlar, I mean, it's right after that that Hadlar breaks through the roof, suitably dramatic. And when he comes through, he's still looking, you know, he's his visual design at this point is supposed to evoke the image of the Dragon Lord from the first Dragon Quest game. So he's all cloaked up and you can't really see very many specific details of his appearance. And he looks pretty cool for the most part, but I was looking at this again in like the very last page of the chapter where they say Dark Lord Hadlar and they do like a full uh, figure picture of him. His face looks so (laughs) creepy in that panel. It's like, who drew that? Like, oh, my God. I also like that his appearance just puts the evil pressure on uh, Grandpa Brass. Oh, yeah. Because even even though Yvonne had drawn the, the sigil around the island to keep um, everybody from going crazy, just the mere presence of Hadlar is too much. And it's slowly trying to turn Grandpa Brass evil. That is a cool touch. Yeah. The Simply only way enough, he was able to resist it before is just because he was he's a wizard, right? He's like he was like, he didn't resist it completely, I know, but he was uh he was about to give in, but he held out longer than all the other monsters. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um also I noticed that Gomi-chan isn't affected by it seemingly. Yeah, Gomi-chan seems to be immune to it and um I think we find out why much later in the story maybe. Yeah. Probably. Eventually, yes. Don't spoil it. Oh, no. No, like I was saying before, you don't find out for an extremely long time. Yeah. (laughs) He's a wizard. You're a but wizard, Gomi yeah, Chung. That uh, that that la- He looks like what is what's that what's that meme like? Beautiful Squidward. Yes, there Adler you go. Does. I knew it looked familiar. It yeah, it's in that same kind of style. It's so it's so creepy. But it, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I was like, this <laughs> looks familiar, and I don't know why. And that there you go, you nailed it on the head. <laughs> <laughs> Odd for sure. But that leads into the next tale, and that would be the tale of Hadlar's true form, which will be page two hundred seven through two twenty six. In this tale, Avon hits Hadlar with a powerful spell, revealing Hadlar's full fighting form. We learn that Hadlar now serves as a general to Dark King Vern. Yeah, and Hadlar is like the previous Dark Lord, right? Yes. So how did he get demoted? By dying. Well, remember, we're we're gonna we're gonna learn that here in the next chapter or so. Right. Oh, that's right. Oh, and I gotta point out for this one, which I don't know why I didn't notice this before, and you guys had kinda mentioned it last chapter, but like you know, you'd mentioned how Hadlar kinda looks like the Dragon Lord, but if mm-hmm. you look in the flash 
flashback panels, especially like in, I think it'd be 210. Like he looks ex- almost exactly like the Dragon Lord. He even has like the, the famous pendant that the Dragon Lord wears. Yeah. Yeah. Avon looks like he's in the Dragon Quest one uh, gear as well. Mm-hmm. With the little horns and stuff. Yeah, I love that. I love where I love was that, that at? Uh, 210. Oh, yeah. oh uh, so a little bit ahead of where we're at. Yeah, just a couple. Chapter. Just like a couple pages into the chapter that we're in now. But he says, like, you crushed my ambition. You dared to steal my life. And it's like the upper left-hand corner of page 210. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see it now. Okay. Yeah, he's got the pendant and everything. And then and then uh, Avon's got like the the warrior the dragon one warrior stuff. But how about there. that? But like if there wasn't uh, if it, if it wasn't obvious before, it makes it pretty obvious there in that panel. And he's basically come to take his. Re- That's the whole reason he's here is to take his revenge on. Avon for doing him in before. Mm-hmm. And then that's where Avon starts to get serious and he's like, oh yeah? And then he blasts him, but to no effect. He just basically blasts off his uh, Dragon Lord garb and kind of reveals his. Uh, his fighting form. His his he's uh he's, he's a little beefy, right? Those ears are beefy. <laughs> Those ears are <laughs> no joke. He looks like a, a reject Namekian design. <laughs> so he does. I want to know if he's actually wearing something because how are those shoulder pads staying on? Uh, maybe the maybe the spikes are a part of his shoulders and they just slide down on top of it. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it's not very much longer before we see him without the cloak. Yeah, he's got. It's like it's like strapped on. It's those little. Oh, uh, okay. You can see it kind of go underneath his armpit. Oh, okay. But yeah, with Avon try try basically tries to consume him with the frizz spell, and it doesn't it doesn't work so well because I guess that's uh, Hadlar's domain is fire type spells. Yeah, like so. sizzle like sizzle spells and boom spells are like his specialties. So like it didn't like boom spell at all. Yeah, yeah, the boom family. Boom. boom. Boom, kaboom, and all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his. That's his thing too. And it's it's fun because when they brought his character over in attack, uh, they that's what his specialties are. He has like a big sizzle spell and a some a boom spell. Yeah. But yeah, and then next after that, he reveals that he is uh he's uh, serving the dark general now. He's serving Lord Vern or Dark Vern. Or he, no, no, he's the general. He's serving the Dark King. Right. Oh yes, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the he's the new general. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm not sure I'm on board with the name choice for Vern. It, um, it hey, you, Vern. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess Ernest it sounds cooler. House. Does it what? sound cooler in Japanese or something? Because yeah, it, it, I mean it's not a great name. But it, that's that exactly is, what it reminds is, is me of. Is it Vern or Vern? Oh, it's Vern. Yeah, <laughs> that's how they say I, it. I, I've heard oh, it said hey. a billion times now. Oh, it's different oh characters. no. Hey, King Burn. Hey, King Burn. What you doing over there? (laughs) I wonder how it's spelled in Japanese. I need to look that up. So, yeah. So, uh, basically, Hadlar got revived by King (laughs) Burn, and he is going to lead. He's the supreme general of Lord Vern's forces, right? So he's the he's the dark general. Yep. And uh, you know, die not die, but Avon is just like, uh-oh. And that's where that chapter ends off. Uh, Paul, you want to start us off with the next one? I'll try. Next, we come to The Tale of Hadlar and Avon's Clash on pages 227 to 246. Yes. In this tale, Hadlar offers Avon the chance to work with him and Avon refuses. Hadlar shows off the power of his new body by shrugging off a direct hit from an Avon Strash. Avon is momentarily incapacitated by Hadlar's spell, so Dai jumps in to fight. But 
Hadlar easily dispatches poor Dai, and then he is shocked to discover a cut on his finger. The Dark Lord then decides that Dai has enough potential to be a future threat, so he lobs a kaboom spell at Dai and his friends. I know we talked about it last time, but uh, I just love that the any amount of color is in this. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, they start that off with this. This is that whole shades of red and black kind of chapter. Yeah, that's the fun stuff. So, and we get to see more of um, Avon and Hadlar in their DQ1 garb. Oh, yeah. And you, if you look at the page that has that, you can even see now in this one the famous the, or infamous uh, staff that the Dragon Lord uses from the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, following that, too, he says, you know, I'll, st- I'll still give you half the world. Which is a good touch. <laughs> to which, you know, Avon still refuses. But I like this as the setup of, you know, it's the passing of the torch, basically, because, you know, we get to see that even though... Hadlar is even stronger than he was as the Dragon Lord. Even lowly die, you know, just a trainee under Avon is able to hurt Hadlar, and he is very surprised by that. Yeah, and he, he it's it's funny how he beats the snot out of him because he like stops him with his finger and then he starts to slam him down. I think. If I remember, I, I can't remember if they do it do this all in the old anime, but I know in the anime, the new anime, they just kind of slam him down once and then he flings him off to the side. But in the manga, he's like, it's like that scene from Avengers where Hulk takes Loki and just kind of oh, yeah. him back and forth. It's does that to die. Brutal. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, what's, what's brutal is when, when Yvonne does the slap, you know, the, the Yvonne Strash to um, Hadlar, like, because of the coloring of the uh, volume uh, where it's at looks like blood baby oh, oh yeah definitely looks blood this time definitely blood <laughs> and he even says yeah this would have killed me before but now i am much stronger than before oh yeah must be nice does the uh, anime show this much no 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 they well the old Not the anime, newer one the old anime's pretty much <clears throat> but the newer one does cut down on the gore i mean i don't feel like there has been too terribly much quote-unquote gore in this it's just yeah it's it, it, it feels like anytime the gore happens it seems to be th- these red shaded chapters that make it seem worse than it actually is but <laughs> yeah you know i i will admit in the case of this chapter specifically with the avon strash directly to hadlar's chest that's pretty bad regardless yeah it's just it's, it's just like gushing blood but you know we've seen it and we've seen it in dragon quest games before to where you slash through a monster and they just kind of puff into like I think that I think these days they just do kind of a purplish black smoke. Yeah. But in in this volume, it happened a couple of times in the the red shading chapter. So, you know, it looks a lot more gruesome than it actually is. (laughs) That's my take, at least. Yeah, no, I I agree. But um, yeah, after Avon does that to Hadlar and then Dai tries to stop him and Hadlar beats up Dai. He's like, "You, you know what? Get out of here. You ca- you guys are just miserable gnats, you know? You're not you're not worth the effort. And then he notices his finger. Impossible. <laughs> Even poor Pop is like to to Hadler like so so sorry to to, to trouble you. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> funny. I love Pop as the comedic um relief for this because lord knows we need it especially yeah, it with what's of, currently going on reminds oh. me of krillin <laughs> yeah similar there would would you say as capable as krillin i mean i don't know we haven't seen that much of him yet uh definitely not as capable as krillin later on you know, yeah and krillin and krillin is krillin starts out as like a very capable fighter that's like a like a rival for 
for uh, Goku. Yeah. In the beginning. He's, yeah. he's actually kind of a jerk in the beginning. <laughs> he's so much different in Dragon Ball Z once he softens. Softens. Oh up. yeah. Big difference. But like he he goes from being a little smartass to being like the Charlie Brown of the series once they hit him to Z. <laughs> yeah, there, there's definitely a point where he's outclassed by everybody else and can't keep up. And but yeah, well, that's pop. that's sort of what I'm seeing right here. Is you know he can't. He, you know he's not the fighter right now. Feels like sometimes that pop is just kind of the self-insert character for the audience, isn't he? Possibly, but he and what's going to be nice is that he's going to go through a lot of character growth as we go on, so it'll be fun to see that. Yeah, but yeah, um, Hadlar is like, uh-oh, I can't let these kids live now. They hurt me. So he tries to uh, one-handed Kamehameha blast them. Yep, and that's where we end that chapter as everyone's like, oh my god, what's going to happen? And we go right into the tale of Avon's insignia from page 247 to 266. In this chapter, we see that Avon has taken the full brunt of Hadlar's spell to protect, die, and pop. He casts Kaklang on Dai, Pop, Grandpa Brass, and Gomechan to protect them, and then attempts to take out Hadlar with a mighty Magante. So what gets me about this chapter the most is it falls into that kind of the, the hero is monologuing before he sacrifices himself because there is a lot of that from Avon. While uh, Pop, Dai, Grandpa Brass, and Gomechan are all standing there being kaklanged, and Hadlar's just standing in the background just like, all right, are you done talking? Let's fight, instead of just getting in there and dealing with them. But I mean, I get it from a from a story standpoint, but when you realize that, you know, Avon pulls out the, uh, the proof of course completion insignias to give to the kids, <coughs> and he's, he's just like, you know, I have to do this, you have to continue on, and everything it just it's like watching a, a transformation in a power ranger show to where they all five sit there and transform and the bad guys just kind of stand back and let them do it <laughs> and it's it's uh i forget when they do it i want to say in the anime like before he starts giving out the insignias and doing all this stuff he kind of gives a nod to uh to hathar and he gives him a nod back like hey take your time which they don't do in the manga but he does like acknowledge it towards the end it's like are you finished with your little uh, speeches and your your farewell jubilee as he as he says oh yeah he, he, yeah directly in the manga pretty much yeah like he's he just you know he decides like you know what yeah i'll, I'll let him do his thing and then i'll finish it which I, is I, I wild to me that he let him do that knowing that die can hurt him well i guess because it could be like i'm gonna kill avon wait for this clang to wear off and then deal with these kids right yeah yeah because yeah they're, they're not going anywhere because they're they're frozen there so i don't think he's worried about it at the moment most useless spell in the series <laughs> clang <laughs> yeah no, yeah, actually, I can't. I, I can't even count on one hand how many times it's ever actually helped me. <laughs> I don't know. I remember when I first ran into it when I was a kid. I was like, "What is the point of this?" <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, they they just introduced uh, the character of uh, Erdrich in Tack, and one of his spells is Kaklang, and you can actually use it to your effect pretty uh, pretty well. Well, I, I imagine in a tactical game like yes. tact is it's very useful but in a mm-hmm. turn-based rpg like dragon quest i don't find it to be very useful the only thing i could find it ever to be useful for is to uh protect a healer yeah i was gonna say like maybe to keep a certain character alive long uh, uh, long enough for you to like maybe get some magic water to restore mp to heal that character i don't i don't know i don't, can't or just keep them frozen why you you know you get you uh, try and take on the bad guy, and the other you don't have to worry about the other people getting whacked because they're like weaker characters, I guess. There's, you can use it that way too. Yeah. Well, I don't think it really mattered too much for Die because uh, you know as as we see as Avon fights Hadlar a little bit 
and he really goes all out. This is like it's not like splash image worthy, but it's it's a pretty brutal battle. Like mono a mono, no spells until uh, a certain spell at the end of the chapter is cast. Oh my god! And it's I can't. This is like this whole sequence is something I can't stand. It just grosses me out for some reason. But he like sticks his fingers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like in the his of temples. His yeah, you're just I'm like, like oh. oh jeez yeah <laughs> but yeah he uh takes because he takes a lot of hits just so that he can get closer to hadlar and then get his fingers in his temples to do the magante spell so this is kamikaze right There's yes localized yeah kamikaze. yeah but they they uh use the old name in this for the yeah. japanese name yeah for this is one of the the few instances where they decided to go with the the actual japanese name as opposed to the localized english name i have no idea why uh but okay. For, for some reason, they, they like to use Magante. Maybe it just sounds cooler? I mean, Possibly. And it's it does sound cooler to me. I agree. And it, it, they use it in the anime, too. They're consistent. Like, it's Magante in the end as well. Well, well, yes. what, what would you rather have? Magante or, like, Magic Burst? <laughs> Sacrifice. Can't it be no, both? It. <laughs> I guess not in this instance, huh? Aww. But, yeah, ha- it, it, it is nice to see that even Hadlar is kind of concerned about him casting Magante because he's not sure if he'll survive it. <laughs> Yeah, because he thought at this point, I guess, that Yvonne was all out of NP. I was going to say, how about the digging the fingers into his skull thing? Like, that's kind of gruesome, yeah, isn't it? That's, it's, that's brutal. It's it's very squicky. <laughs> I, I do like in the next uh, on the next page with the close up of Yvonne's face, you can see uh, Hadlar in his, in the reflection of his eyes, just looking absolutely bugged out about what's happening. Oh, yeah, I like that panel. That was really nice. Yeah. And then if you look down at Hadlar, you can see a Vaughn in the reflection of his eyes. Oh, yeah. I don't think I noticed that before. Yeah. Nice. I like that they do it both ways. Some good and then detail. he's got the and then he's got the snot coming out of his nose. Of course. <laughs> but yeah, this a... was a very electric chapter because it was kind of uh, you, you know, we, we knew he was going to really, you know, bite the dust here. Mm-hmm. And that leads us into our next chapter. Now we have the tale of his indignation from pages 267 to 286. After the Megante spell clears, nothing is left of Avon but his sword and glasses. Jeez. The remaining heroes look on in horror, unable to move, as Hadlar emerges from the crater. Oh no, Hadlar is bleeding profusely and slightly woozy, but he still resolves to kill the heroes by burning them to death. Die. Not wanting Avon's sacrifice to be for nothing, summons the power of the dragon emblem once again. Dai is able to break free of his shell, then he casts Kakrak and gut punches and uppercuts Hadlar. That's more like it. The chapter ends as Hadlar recognizes the dragon emblem on Dai's forehead. So I like that everything but his glasses and his sword survive. I'm mm. sorry, <laughs> the other way around. <laughs> um, only his glasses and sword survive. So, Yeah, how did those glasses make it? I, that's what I want to know. What were they made out of? That the same metal that Kaklang covers your body in? Mithril. Mithril glasses. I no, no, no. I'm sorry. You, came you at a great think, cost. You have, you have to think in Dragon Quest terms. It's not Mithril. It's Ori Calcum. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. true. Good, good, good point. Maybe he's like me and just like is always aware that his glasses are breakable, so he Kaklang them like every morning. <laughs> They have a really good lens crafter there, apparently. Uh, apparently, but um, yeah, with with uh, Hadler breaking out of the rubble here, like su- he's kind of surprised that he survived. 
you know, yeah. kind of lording it over. I knew, I knew you were weak, Avon. I knew I could survive. I just knew it. And then he starts th- threatening the children with his uh, fire magic, right? Yeah, because he's got because not only does he have like frizz magic that he's going to shoot him with, it's special frizz magic that has like the fire of hell that will just keep burning and burning and burning until it burns whatever target it hits. So and once the clang eventually wears off, it's going to get him. Okay, I was I was about to say, is he insinuating that he can overcome a Kaklang spell with his Hellfire? No, no, no. He's just it, it's the fire will wait out the Kaklang spell to naturally dissipate. Yeah, Kaklang so, doesn't last forever. Right, right. Yeah, but before that can even happen, we have a character moment, and uh, instead instead of the Kaklang just merely wearing off, Dai decides, nah, I'm gonna get real mad and 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 go on my way out of this situation. It breaks through it. What will we do without Dai? Okay. And then he cast a spell, Kakrak. Didn't didn't we see Pop, Pop cast Kakrak earlier in the volume? Was that Kakrak? Gosh, I don't remember. Because he, they were freezing the waves. It was it was a crack spell, but it wasn't yeah. Kakrak, and it was kind of it was it made a little uh, cube. <laughs> it was a little it was a little weaker, yeah. Yeah. So Dai can only use magic when he's mad. Is that going to be the the, the, uh, the for thing, now. The Gohan thing? Well, did we did the insignia appear <laughs> on his head when he cast it? Did we actually see it appear on his head? I don't see it. Um, I don't it, see it. No, not here. They, here's oh, the thing: is right afterwards. Yeah, okay, yeah. There's the thing there because up up until he he throws connects a few punches with Hadlar, like every uh, panel that shows him, his forehead is blocked in some fashion. Like he's turned yeah. around, his hand is up, his arm is across it. Yeah. yeah. And that's where we learn, oh, that's right. He's doing the same thing that he did in the volcano when he was with uh, the princess. Uh, he summoned the power of uh, the Dragon Knight. Mm-hmm. And they do one of their classic uh, die uppercuts. They, they love, I especially noticed it in the anime. They, they love this uh, this like very dramatic uppercut fight. Yes, they do. But the, I guess the biggest thing is that the, signa, the insignia appears on die's forehead and Hadlar knows exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. he is like, uh-oh. Like, every chapter seems to be so far. Uh-oh at the end of it. But, hey, that's a shonen uh, manga for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, so it's like, he's like, oh, the dragon crest? What is this? That's how the, the chapter ends, which goes right into the tale of the explosive strash from page 287 to 306. Dai continues to keep up with Hadlar in the fight. Hadlar breaks out his claws to battle Dai. He even hits Dai with a boom spell that has no effect whatsoever. Hadlar tries a diving attack for a killing blow, but Dai counters with an Avon strash, severing Hadlar's hand. Hadlar uses a chimera wing to escape. Everyone is released from the cook clang spell, and Pop laments his fallen master. Oh, poor Pop. So, yeah, we get a little bit, bit of exp- uh, exposition from previously in the chapter when Grandpa Brass kind of revisits when it happened before, like I just mentioned, like 30 seconds ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think the most brutal thing from this chapter outside of you know him losing his, what, his arm or something is when he goes into punch die and die just brings his <laughs> knife up and it just cuts into his knuckles. And I'm just like. Oh my God, oh, that's yeah. awful. <laughs> that's so awful. And I mean, he sprouts Wolverine claws from his knuckles, and I'm just like, oh, that's whatever. But it's just a few panels up, you see the knife just cutting into his fingers from a punch, and you're like, that's a real thing that could happen, and that sucks. <laughs> yeah, and the uh, the claws are interesting. They I don't know if they ever name it in the manga, but and they don't really name it like within the show of the anime, but during the little like halfway point where they do like a little uh, splash image uh, before they 
cut to commercial had there been like a Japanese commercial in between. Uh, they they sell they tell you like all the names, all the moves, and the spells for various characters. And they actually named this claw thing from Hadlar. I think it was like Hell's Claws or something like that. I can't remember the exact name, but it has a name apparently. So appropriate. No. But, I mean, you can also tell that Hedlar obviously is is losing power because, well, he says it. And plus, he's not doing a kaboom anymore. He's just doing a regular boom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he hits. Even, even like, I think, what, they're all still in. The rest of them are still in Kaklang at this point. Only die is broken out. That's right. Oh, that, and that reminds me. I, I like the little moment uh, going back to when they first got turned into metal with the Kaklang spell. Like how Gomechan was, like, kind of flying right above Grandpa Brass. And when he turns into... When he gets kaklang he just kind of falls on brass's head <laughs> and stay, stays propped up there yeah it's a nice touch yeah so okay. pop thinks that die has been defeated after after taking all those booms but then the smoke clears and he's he's just standing there taking it and his arms <coughs> glowing nice dramatic moment there standing by a von sword oh yeah even better yeah and we see the dragon like a, a dragon behind him in the background it's not literally there i assume but you know the emblem is supposed to evoke it this and this makes uh hadlar very upset <laughs> that's true it's like that's it that's his big so, jumping attack yeah he goes in for a for a, a diving attack with his with his what would you call him uh pendy Hell. hell's claws yeah yeah hell's claws and then we probably get what's going to be the coolest thing in the entire volume avon's strash performed by die cuts off his hand <laughs> <laughs> give that guy a hand <laughs> yeah, a, I mean, he needs he needs a hand. Yeah, not only cuts off his hand, but does that double slash mm-hmm. across his chest again, like what um Avon did earlier. Maybe not as deep, but I still want to know how he got that chimera wing out of wherever he was hiding it with no hands. That's how that's how it works in Dragon. That's how it works in Dragon Quest games. They just like magically appear from your bag, and you use your items. And it, yeah. With all your weapons and your armors, when you're switching all that stuff around, like, oh, here's magically my my other sword I can equip. That's just coming from nowhere. It looks like it's falling out of his hair or something. I guess I could see that. Yeah. Maybe it was like around his neck as a necklace. Maybe behind his whatever. I don't know. It could have been. Could have yeah. been. Could have been in the Eponius bottomless bag that he has on him. Yeah, there's always room in your bag. Yeah. I do like that that, that, that. that Strash really sends him flat. Like, he zooms <laughs> off that island for burning that Chimera wing. That is true. But even though it does kind of magically appear, I do love that they, they uh, bust out the, the Dragon Quest item like that, having a Chimera yeah. wing. Yeah. Is it, is it a Chimera wing, or they call it a Warp wing or something like that instead? Oh, no, no. In, in, in the, the manga, they call it a Chimera wing. Okay. Br- Brass talks about it later. He's like, yeah, it's a, he got a, he had, I saw him use a Chimera wing because Dai's like, where'd he go? Which is cooler than Warp Wing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is. Oh, yeah. He does say, like, literally the next page, he does mm-hmm. say Chimera yeah. wing. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that's now, okay. Time makes fools of us all. It's true. It's true. And now we get to see the entire group lament the death of Avon. Oh. Especially Pop. Pop is taken at the hardest by far. Yeah. Which is understandable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's well depicted here, but in the anime, of course, just being able to see and hear it adds to the, the tragedy of the moment. Definitely. Yeah. Because um, I, I guess Dai's only <clears throat> known Avon for like, what, three or four days? Some a week? tops. Yeah, tops three or four days. Because I yeah. think they were three days into the training yeah. when this ha- when Hadlar showed up. Yep, that's correct. Yeah, that's right. He's not unaffected, but for <laughs> Pop, it's like losing a 
a relative, like a father or an uncle or like something. A, like a surrogate father figure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially knowing that later on we learn that he doesn't have that great a relationship with his dad. <laughs> That's even sadder, man. Oh. <laughs> and this brings us to Tale of a Grand Adventure's Beginnings from pages 307 to 327. In this full-color chapter, we see Hadlar at Savran Rock Castle, stronghold of the Dark Army. He's regenerating his arms while Dark King Vern congratulates him for eliminating Avon. Hadlar reflects on Dai's amazing strength and becomes determined to eliminate him. He reveals his dark army made of six legions of different types of monsters. Back at Dermline Island, Dai prepares to sail off to Romos to see the king and get directions to Popnika, where Dai will continue to train to become a hero and take on the dark army. Pop joins him as well. They sail off together with Dai determined to honor Avon's teachings and legacy. Hey, Vern! I... That Avon for you. <laughs> there you go. I shouldn't have said full color. It starts out full color and then it goes back to red and black, of course. Yeah, I know but it's I, expensive, but I wish but, we got more. Of the yeah, but the like, hey, the the full uh, the full chapter is in color somewhat. Yeah, close enough. It's better than not being in color. I yeah. do, I do, I I don't know about you guys, but I totally read when. Vern at the beginning of the chapter goes, poor little Hadlar losing his hands. I read that in a very mocking tone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think the, uh, no, I take that back. I was going to say even the uh, the font kind of hints at that, but that's just like his font that he uses no matter what he's saying. But we yeah, see that emblem kind of mocking him. Yeah, the emblem of him, it just looks kind of sarcastic. You know, it's it, like a, it enjoying does. an evil laugh. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I I do this, you know, it's the last chapter. uh, And I do like that it basically cements the the rest of the setup for the entire volume and the story going forward. So we could see a little bit of, you know, the dark forces and stuff, because up until this point, we've only seen everything on the island. I think outside of, you know, the first three chapters, but I kind of it's it's. I have a little bit more of those when we get to like final thoughts, mm-hmm. but um, this chapter specifically, I do like that we see Hadlar just completely recover from Dai's uh, attacks, like just like it was nothing but a flesh wound. He's still going to be a threat. And it's interesting that they go into like Hadlar starts talking about like, hey, uh, you know, this this die kid is a threat and I need to take care of him. And then he starts talking about his dark army and explains all the different legions. And I'm thinking to myself, like, who is he talking to at this point? <laughs> so is there like an unknown audience that he's talking to? Like, here's how, you know, here's how my army works. And this is, we got the we got the, Bl- the Blizzblaze Legion and we got the Shadow Legion. And I'm just talking to myself, explaining all my legions. And here's my little PowerPoint behind me with it all charted out so nicely for everyone. So I mentioned, you know how? It, I mentioned it last time, the first time we recorded this, uh, that I love the whole breakdown for like the hierarchy of the monsters and and the the boss, you know, Hadlar and his his guard, the arch demons, all the different monster types into like their own categories. I loved how it broke that down into a nice little table for us. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, a very nice touch. I do like that. Yeah, like that them drawing that, like that makes sense because that's something that that's just for us. But like Hadlar actually explaining the whole yeah. thing is just kind of weird. It's like, who are you talking uh-huh. to? Because yeah. and they actually they fix that in the anime. Both I think both animes where it it actually gets explained from one character one character to another i think crocodile uh when we meet him later he t- he talks he talks about it to die like oh yeah i'm part of this i'm the commander of so-and-so and there's the other ones and blah 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 and they do just that. in the new anime not not the old one. Oh, not the old one. Oh, oh okay. you're right you're right that's right yeah just the new anime they fix that i do like how in that that um powerpoint breakdown or that flowchart breakdown of uh the 
how it all works. You get silhouettes of everybody in the background. Yeah, like here's here's the uh, commanders, and they'll you know they'll they're they're gonna you're gonna meet them soon. Yeah, so. and they're pretty vague silhouettes. Like I I wonder how much they really match up with the characters. Like like size wise, you got you know the little guy, he's little and stuff, but um. Yeah, I just to me, it looks like they're not the models aren't fully decided on at that point. I think you're right, because like some of them look similar ish, but they're definitely not as defined as they come to be. I won't say who or what, but (laughs) yeah, (laughs) which is fine and understandable, of course. Yeah, Yeah. But but still, it's a nice little foreshadowing of what's to come. Indeed. But then after that, we get to see Dai has decided to leave the island because, you know, someone's got to take care of uh, Hadlar and Dar- the Dark King, Vern, right? It's got to be Dai. Yeah. He almost ditches Pop, which is funny. I feel so bad for Pop because, <laughs> you know, we, we get this little dream sequence with him where he sees Yvonne just walking away. Oh. And it's oh, just yeah. he wakes up. It's just like, it's so sad. Like, I feel yeah. so bad for him. And the last, you know, message that Yvonne gives to Pop before he disappears is, you know, use what you've gained through training for the sake of others. So he's going to be there for die, right? Yeah. And he's like, he, when he gets on the boat eventually, he's like, hey, don't don't you think I'm going to help you with this crazy dark army stuff? But then Pop is like kind of grins and he's like, I know better. I know he's actually here to kind of help me out, a little bit, <laughs> even though he might might not be saying yeah, because Di thought that Pop was going to want to stay behind on the island. I, right. I, I like that. And Pop's just like, you think I'm just going to be lazy? We got a <laughs> we got we got a journey to take. I like the dramatic run to the boat like he's, you know, he, he can't be going like what? He's not going fast at all. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got that, that dramatic uh, kind of they, they 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 hold their hands out as they jump at each other. Kind of thing. Yeah, like he like he's in a helicopter skiing away or something, but it's like just a rowboat. That's he's not even paddling it either. So I mean, and I don't think we actually see Gomichon get on the boat in this issue, do we? Nope, nope. So because because he talks about like, hey, where's Gomichon? And Grandpa Brass is like, yeah, he's not good. At, he's not very good with goodbyes. And <laughs> dies like, oh, oh, okay, guess I'll guess I'll leave. So that will make it a real surprise when he eventually turns up again. Spoiler. Oh yeah. That, oh, go I ahead. Believe that? Yeah. No, I was just gonna say I believe that wraps up this volume in terms of story. It sure does, and that leads us into the little bonus section at the end, which it's not labeled this way in the book, but I call it the tale of special content, which is uh, page <laughs> 328 to the end of the book. But it's in the very back of the book, and the author did a little spell compendium. It's a handy dandy guide on the Frizz and Sizz family of spells, and it was a nice little addition to the manga. I like how they did that. Uh, yeah, I like that too. Just just give a little explanation on some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Does the second volume do that as well? Yes. Nice. Well, the the fifth volume came out recently. Have any of you picked it up yet? No, I'm, I got I got mine. Uh, I did like uh, through Barnes and Noble online, so I'm waiting for it to get here. Okay. I still need to finish volume two. <laughs> <laughs> same here. Same here. And I've got three, but. I've uh I've got the first four I've got the first four I'm probably uh, once the weekend is over I'll probably try to go find a copy of the fifth one locally you know it's nice how they break down phrase and sizz because sometimes I get confused about it in the games even after playing it for all these years and I always got confused sometimes like why is phrase and sizz a separate category because in these games because sizz is multi-target and phrase is single target. And yeah, but how are we breaks, supposed to remember that? And, and it breaks <laughs> it down even more where it says like phrase is like straight up fire and sizz is more like straight up heat. 
It's almost like a, a heat rate, how they explain it here. I thought that was go. interesting. Yeah. So fire and heat. Right on. But yeah, what are your, uh, what are you guys' final thoughts on this first volume of the manga as a whole? Ost, we'll start with you. Yeah, when I first read it, um, <clears throat> I don't remember if I've said this before. I don't think I have. I was uh, pleasantly surprised because I, I'd read uh, the Monsters Plus manga mm-hmm. before this, and that wasn't bad. It just wasn't, it wasn't as engaging uh, as this. Like this, this was definitely more my speed, and it like it really picks up halfway through the book uh, <clears throat> and gets you invested in the story. There. And, you know, there's just a lot to like. We've talked about, you know, the things we like from each chapter. It's hard to pinpoint any one thing but because there's just so much to like here. But, it, I mean, it definitely has to be that the story overall is more engrossing than what I expected going into it. Nice. Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I, I more or less agree with Aust on it. Uh, outside of the first three chapters, which seem to be kind of like their own thing. So, you know, from the chapter that Avon shows up on the island uh, to the end of the volume is it's a pretty solid setup for what's to come like we we get it's nice because i've read manga series before to where it's like two or three volumes to really get the story going and here we get it within a single volume mm-hmm. right on. yeah you're seeing a fight between Dai and um uh, hadlar that's a fight like in dragon ball that you wouldn't see until 10 volumes in in the original dragon ball Mm-hmm. Like maybe DBZ, you don't see that until you really get to the first Vegeta fight. And it, like that's that seems to be a trend with other shonen battle anime yeah. manga. But this gets you into like a fight that's pretty tense and goes pretty far, like almost right off the bat. Yeah, and it doesn't stretch out any of the conflict either. It's not kind of, uh, you know, I've seen some things do to where they explain what they're doing to each other constantly yeah, as it goes it. through we do i mean Posturing. we do get a yeah we do get a little bit of that here like ha how do you like that boom spell you're not getting up but it's <laughs> not like stretching it out until to several chapters or anything like that so everything is is quick to pop off the story is is solid going forward hey that the dark general has been revived um the, the hero of old has sacrificed himself for the new generation. The new generation has the potential to defeat him, and now they're off on their journey to do so. That's a good quick you summary. Said, you said pop off. <laughs> Pun intended. Somebody had to say it. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great first volume. It really got me into it. I mean, you, for, for a lot of things, you throw some Dragon Quest monsters in something, and, and I'm down for it. But I was, like, surprised how, you know, how fun it gets as it goes along. And it throws in a lot of fun moments, like... Uh, one of the first things that really got me into it was when they capture when Die captures the cleric and gets the anteater to tickle torture her to, get, to spill the beans. I was <laughs> that's like, oh, pretty, that's hilarious. That's pretty good. That's that's like good classic uh, like gag humor that you don't see in a lot of stuff anymore. Yeah, because that's why I, that because you see uh, like have you watched or, or read Jujutsu Kaisen? Like that's why the lot of, they throw a lot of humor in that one, which I I thought was cool. But it's 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 yeah, it's, I like when they can throw in a lot of gags and and do things like that, especially. When it's they, they take a lot of care to do a lot of Dragon Quest related gags, which is fantastic. They they really do yeah. a good job of um, incorporating a lot of Dragon Quest monsters and abilities and things like that into this whole storyline and, and everything. And it doesn't seem forced, which is great. Yeah, there are things that uh, you definitely have more of an effect being a seasoned fan of the of the games. Yeah, and it's not to the point where like something happens and you're like, if you've never played a Dragon Quest game in your life, you're not going to sit there all confused, being like, what the heck just happened? 
I have no idea right. what this is. Like it's it's all uh, either organic or or they just do a little. They do enough explaining of it that you don't have to worry about being confused whatsoever at anything that's going on. Yeah. All in all, pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. Just what like a clang. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Paul? Well, of course, I agree with all your observations. Sorry, I'm still feeling a little under the weather here, but I did find in this volume. It's interesting that most of the main action takes place on Dermline Island. You know, it feels like relatively small scale compared to how the story will become, you know. But in the next volume, we will finally get to see more of Dai's world. And that's cool. Yeah, they did kind of really just hold the scope down on how far out it goes because we we get our first really big expansion on everything what in that last chapter when hadlar is describing how the dark army breaks down and stuff like that so that's our first real big view of not being on the island outside of the first three chapters mm-hmm. yeah like even even the big boss battle the the boss hadlar comes to them rather than them having to go to him so so much of it is contained there and then later on as the story progresses you don't get back to dermline all that often and i even found myself missing it at times but but you know it's good to start at, at that level and then just branch out i guess you know get people used to all the concepts and the stakes and everything yeah. You know, I thought it was interesting. The very last page of this book, it tells you this is the last page and it tells you how to read a manga. <laughs> and I'm like, manga has been in America for a very long time now. Do like, do we really need this kind of explanation at this point? I, I, I guess. I don't know. I feel like you there's still always going to do be, it. Yeah. yeah, there's always going to be someone who picks one up for the first time, a kid or something who, you know, is used to our culture of having it the other way around true i mean true. I, I i recently gave my niece her very first manga series and she she's only like 12 and she was just like i had a hard time reading it because not only is it backwards you, uh it's just having to the, just having to process it in a just different mm-hmm. medium because she also never read comic books so she's reading Aww. comic books now and she's reading them backwards so <laughs> yeah i mean it makes sense you're that young you're not really exposed to it so so you guys read more manga than i do do they do that in other books i think they do it in just about every english manga yeah so manga in the 90s used to reverse everything so they'd make it like an american comic book to where you'd read left to right top to bottom Uh but they stopped doing that in the early 2000s and they started doing it to you know uh, I think, as as Viz put it at one time, to you know preserve the in, the integrity of the artist's original intention for stuff. That's nice. Because I think one of the biggest ones I noticed was the it was either Fist of the yeah it was Fist of the North Star to where if there was any English like text in it because I have a couple of volumes of the original like ninety five release of Fist of the North Star and. They did more like direct literal translations on stuff instead of doing uh, adaptation to it. Mm-hmm. So there's there, there was a lot of differences. So they've gotten a lot better. Nice. Yeah, I remember still seeing a couple uh, books because I read I read a lot of manga when I was a kid. I don't read that much anymore, but I kept up with all, all the new stuff in Shonen Jump, and I would always buy like graphic novels of some of the newest stuff. And, and uh, I remember when I first got into it, they were. Probably there were still a couple out there, even in the early 2000s, one or two, you'd find that uh, had been flipped to an American audience. And Yeah. Also, also when they when they used to release manga over here back in the mid 90s, it used to be not in, you know, volume form. They would release single issue comic books. Oh, yeah. I have a Dragon Ball, a one or two Dragon Balls like that. Hmm. So, yeah. So you would you would get 
the comic book of you know Dragon Ball or the ones I had were um, uh, Record of Lodos War. Like I had a few of those, and it was just everything was just set up in a comic format. You know, it would be like yeah. a single chapter and a single right. issue, and it would read like an American comic. And now you have just manga everywhere and not just for like our age group or teenagers like i noticed uh when i was over at my friend's house a while back he has uh several young girls and they're like five ten he's got a young boy that's like two or three and the the girls have some manga that was published by disney of all people and it's like little kid <laughs> manga stuff and i was like oh okay well that's cool even doing yeah. kid stuff now too. Aww. There's so much of it. I know we're off topic, way off topic, but there's so much of it now um, that like I find it hard to get back into because I don't like I don't know where to look for the sort of thing that I would like. Whereas when I was a teenager, it was pretty much shown and jump, and you know, other than, it, there yeah. weren't a lot of a whole lot of other mangas out there. Uh, so any, and, uh, you know, and I, I had the monthly Shonen Jump subscription, so most everything in there I like. Well, you know, if uh, Dai continues to do well, uh, I hope that this leads to yet more uh, Dragon Quest manga being brought over here because they're, they did manga based off of different games. Uh, there's like a one that's about uh, Loto or Erdrich. I, yeah, I it's 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 the emblem one. of the emblem of Roto is yes. the one I want to see come over here. That's a big one. That's yeah, really cool. So I want all the Dragon Quest mangas. <laughs> I haven't to reading anything online about them. I haven't read any of them. Well, I'm I'm just happy that we're finally getting Die because Die is one of them that I've wanted for like years now, and I was even surprised what two or three years ago when they brought the. Um, the the monster plus volumes over I know. here that was so yeah. surprising because that was Out there was not a lot of reason for them to do that no yeah there's, there's no, no tie-in game at the time or anything Modern the only thing i can think of is the, the only thing i can think of is it was oh it's only five volumes yeah why not yeah and that was like a, a series from the 90s as well right or maybe it was the 2000s uh, it's early 2000s i think yeah i think yeah, it, so it was old and it, it was like right after 11 came out 1998 oh okay not too far right out. yeah and it just like like you said like uh east said there was no tie-in uh no monsters games certainly no monsters games were coming out no uh we haven't had a monster after games 11 yes right yeah because they, they stopped doing the monster games over here all the remakes joker 3 and all that we've got none of it like the only thing that we've had technically is dragon quest monster super light but that wasn't even us that mm -hmm. was east asia because of yeah some countries like singapore doing english so we got to do it as well but yeah there's been nothing but now we have what was going to be a monsters game but uh is now its own thing with treasures and i saw that even that's going to get a little manga spinoff i wonder if we would could get that over here too that'd be neat or at least yeah. it's you know, maybe because, you know, Eleven had a little uh, one shot that they did with Eric and we didn't get that. But there was somebody Aww. that fan translated that pretty quickly after it came out. So hopefully that happens with this one, too. Yeah. So I'm 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 hoping to keep up the steam that they've been doing with the releases of Die so far, because it's been every two months and they're up to five volumes now as of this month, the month of November. And um, I was talking to someone on the Dragon's Den Discord, and they were saying it's probably going to be around 20 volumes. So we're roughly a quarter of the way through it. And the first batch is like six, because you can you can pre-order six. So I, I, I hope that they keep up the steam and keep it at two a month and don't do the thing where you pump out a whole bunch of them at the beginning, and then you go down to like one every six months. Because I've seen that happen to too many series over the years. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, because uh, once once we get closer, I'm, I'm sure we probably won't see anything until we get closer to like number six coming out. Um, I mean, we'll get at, at, 
at the same time, this is a completed series, correct? There is yeah. nothing new coming out. So there's, you know, there's no one, there, the, there's no author stopping the publisher from getting translations over because they're waiting on something. We, yeah, we've no, got has, the full release. Yeah, this has a set ending, and the, I mean, they're doing new stuff, but it's a prequel series. It's not. It's 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 before this one happens. So like the this the adventure of Die manga series is done. So there's yeah, like you said, there's no waiting on any artist whatsoever to to finish it up but yeah so hopefully hopefully we'll get some more over here uh, i'm hoping that in the next month or so we'll get some news on that but you know on that note i think that's where we'll call it a day or a night or wherever we are and i would say that's all for this episode of die another day our manga focused spinoff of tactfully die we'd like to thank our guests for joining us today thanks fellas hey no problem yeah it's great being on and you know why we love our guests Something we don't love or use is Patreon. But if you do have any money that you're just dying to get rid of, and you would like to donate anything to a website that's been supporting Dragon Quest fans for over 20 years, stop by the Dragon's Den at www.woodis.com den and click on support this site. Woodis has owned and maintained the Dragon's Den Dragon Quest fan site for decades. He personally edits every YouTube version of our podcast, and he fully appreciates any donations to help keep the servers running. The Dragon's Den website also features an Amazon affiliate link. If you click the link and then make a purchase, a small fraction of the sale will go to support the den. It doesn't cost you anything, and you might just save the life of a tree in the process. As part of the Slime Time Extended Universe, or Stew, you can direct comments or questions for the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at DQ Slime Time. And you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Twitch. Come watch me play a variety of games every Saturday, kids. Getting back to Dragon Quest, consider joining in tons of Dragon Quest discussions at the Dragon's Den forums, the boldest forums on the internet. Find it from the Dragon's Den main page or at woodis.com slash forums. You can also find us and other rabid Dragon Quest fans through the Dragon Questers, Infinity Strash, and Dragon Quest Tact Global Facebook groups. We'd love to see you there. Or come hang out with us and tons of other hardcore Dragon Quest fans on the officially unofficial Dragon's Den Discord server founded by one of our guests, Berurian. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Extra special thanks to everyone that made this episode possible, including Pendy, Woodus, and the Dragon's Den. And did I mention our special guests already? Oh yeah, I did. Go me. Don't forget, we also have a Slime Time t-shirt you can buy from our resident artist, Dwayne. See the link for it in the show notes. Please like, subscribe, and write a review for this podcast. If you do, your HP will go up by five. For more Dragon Quest Slime Time, check out our library of episodes on Dragon's Den, Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Audible, YouTube, and more. And whatever you do, don't die before our next episode, Dragon Quest fans. Time to zoom on out of here. Reminding you all that you must complete your adventure.